Let's go ahead and get into this. Um, welcome, everybody, to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I'm Eric, and I am joined by the lovely... Christian. And Bailey. Sam is not with us again this week. Um, she is taking a small hiatus from the show due to personal issues, um, car troubles, and whatnots. So she's still going to be involved with the show for the uh, while we do this, and she'll be back shortly when she locks in travel. Lock it anger. Because we don't do the Zoom thing. We record live <laughs> in the studio. Uh, Sam, we love you. Uh, she did the notes for this episode, and I know it bums her the fuck out that she can't be here right now. It bums me out because I know that she would have things to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. And things for us to argue against. A hundred percent. Yes. Because I've got some hot takes on this this topic. I figured you would. But I will, <laughs> I will save my hot takes for later on in the episode. Um... If you can't read, we are covering Gypsy Rose Blanchard. So, but before we get into the episode, let's let's do some creep keeping real quick. Um, guys, please make sure you're downloading, sharing, commenting, reviewing, and giving some, giving us input on Spotify. That's a new feature that Spotify has. So if you listen to us on Spotify, you can tell us what you thought of the episode. Um, but yeah. You can even talk about us. I can take criticism. It's all good. I'm pretty sensitive. <laughs> yeah, she's just don't new to talk this. Talk about Bailey. Just, yeah, Bailey's new to this. Yeah, don't talk about Bailey. Just you can talk about me and Eric. You, you can trash us all day long. <laughs> I'm doing I won't, my best. I won't ever post your comments if you want to trash us, but you can trash us um, if it makes you feel better. It's a, it's therapeutic. Sure. We're if you want, it. if you want some catharsis from from bashing me on a. <laughs> Uh, Spotify post by all means I'll read it and I'll laugh Hold on, but logs, I won't publish logs it in, logs into Spotify to write, to write. I mean my therapy every week is bashing you so that's fair on Wednesday after we record and you're not around anymore yeah I figured you three have a group chat without me yeah it's Bitches. it's mostly just where we talk shit yeah, yeah. I figured that was kind we of the case. We send love to the kitties, and then we, we talk shit about yours. It's called the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> you, you let the fucking moon cycle sync up. Oh, my God. Fuck all of you. I just, That just, like, clicked. I mean, you got a dark hair one? Blonde one? I was literally doing a period joke about your moon cycles, and then I just got totally derailed. No, I'm okay by with... the Powerpuff can, Girls. I'm okay with the You're our Mojo Jojo. <laughs> No, At least him. I'm not him. You're not him. <laughs> you are the Mojo Jojo. That's the, fun. The it Mojo was, Jojo was, What's Powerpuff. the fuzzy guy? That, I'm the big brain the monkey. That, That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Are, you know, I'm going to take that as a compliment. You're That's a welcome. Win. Aren't all men big brain monkeys? <laughs> yeah. No, they're pea brain monkeys. Sorry, oh, whoa, the male madam. audience. Madam. Not sorry to Eric. Sorry to male audience. <laughs> <laughs> this chair makes me mean. No wonder Sam sits over here. Yeah, she dude. judges very often. This that is, is the like, there's like chair. a dark energy around <laughs> that chair. I need you to not sit there next week. <laughs> Much nicer I, on the other side of the room. I'm going to have to sage that fucking side of the room after this. Speaking of uh, chairs, I'm going to post a really cool TikTok of the studio. So, <gasps> yes. Um, if you want to give us all 
you know, a follow on the tickety tockety. Gonna get the ball rolling the, the here new shortly. TikTok, we have a new TikTok, so Bailey can run it off of her phone. Uh, it is Creeps in the Crypt Pod, I believe is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I think that's what I it is. I think that's what it is, too. I just don't want to say it and be wrong, and then that would be, like, very embarrassing. Facts. We'll get back with you next week on that, guys. I'm 98.999% sure. Also, we are work. We want to make a new logo. So if any of you listeners want to submit a cool logo for Ooh, Creeps of the Crypt. I would be so down with that. That um, would be dope. To capture, you know, the show's essence. Please submit that to creepsinthecrypt at gmail.com. Once again, submit any um, art or whatever you want to do with a logo. Uh, the only requirements requirements is it has to be fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred megapixels, so that way it can go to be posted for the podcast page. By the way, you were a hundred percent right, so Boom. you get a point. What's sad is I made the fucking the. At logo for that one. You name you yeah, you made the name. I made the name for it. Oh. I just couldn't remember if I was like Creeps in the Crypt Pod. Yeah, that sounds no, right. You did. Sam had Sweet. Creeps in the Crypt under hers, but we couldn't get it transferred over, so we had to make a new one. It's all good. But yeah. Um so without I'm, further ado. I'm excited to see all submissions, so please send them to us. Yeah, that'd be Yeah. Dope. Please if you do any please graphic art. Make it a Powerpuff Girl Eric's like no. No, absolutely the fuck not. The logo has to include a blonde brunette and a redhead. It actually doesn't. If you can come up with something cool. And spooky and creepy that, encompi- that encompasses the show. I'd be okay with each of us having our own little grave with our own I'm, bullshit on top I'm of it. I'm actually cool <laughs> with getting rid of the Crypt Keepers. The I'm who? okay with that. The creeps, the actual characters on the logo. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, um, if you do graphic art or graphic design or whatever, send us your submissions. Um, and if we like what you post uh, or send us, then... We'll, we'll be in contact. make it the logo. Yeah. We'll be in contact. We'll yeah. have our people call we'll your people. We'll be in touch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, just make sure you send any art submissions for the new logo to creepsinthecrypt at gmail.com. And uh, without further ado, Bailey, take it away. Okay. <clears throat> Gypsy Rose Blanchard, a name that we all know. In honor of her release from prison on December 28th, 2023, we're going to take a dive into the Gypsy Rose slash Dee Dee Blanchard nightmare. On the outside, a cancer-stricken child with a litany of other diseases. Who's- oh, shit. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. Okay. <laughs> Still able to smile through it all. And a mother who was devoted to her daughter's care seemed like a sweet picture. But the reality of what was going on behind closed doors was more lifetime than Hallmark. Mm. Can I just preface this with the fact that these doctors are worse than the police officers and detectives and crime scene techs from John Minnie's murder scene? They really are. If as we get into this, like some of these doctors are like, sure, yeah, she's, she's got cancer. Yeah, we can put her on chemo. Oh, she needs, a, she needs a feeding tube. Sure, we'll do that right now. Oh, she needs all of her teeth removed. We'll do that now. I feel like it's just an episode of House. 
<laughs> He's got lupus. <laughs> like, did they actually do anything? Test her for lupus. <laughs> so, Gypsy, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th, 1991 in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. Shortly before her birth, her mother, Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard, and her father, Rod Blanchard, had separated. Dee Dee described Rod as a deadbeat, drug addict man who abandoned his daughter. However, Rod had a different story. He was only 17 years old when Dee Dee, who was 24 at the time, became pregnant with Gypsy Rose. Wow. So, right so that's that, statutory. Kind of a problem. He'd married Dee Dee after finding out she was pregnant. He quickly realized right around his 18th birthday that he got married for the wrong reasons. Despite being separated, Rod maintained contact with Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose and regularly sent child support. From the start, Dee Dee played the part of a model parent. She was a tireless single mom who would do anything for her daughter. Dee Dee brought baby Gypsy Rose to the hospital, claiming that she had sleep apnea. Doctors weren't able to find any sign of the disease, but Dee Dee's Dee Dee was convinced that that's what the problem was. She then convinced herself that Dee Dee had some kind of unspecified chromosomal disorder. She got all this from WebMD. <laughs> Actually, I think this is before Baby WebMD. Baby is crying. What do? Yeah. <laughs> she, she like pissed on a rock and uh, the, the way that the, the water fell told her that. Right, right. Yeah. From that the point old Appalachian on, wives tale. <laughs> From that point on, Dee Dee watched her daughter like a hawk in fear that a medical emergency could happen at any moment. When Gypsy was around eight years old, she fell off her grandfather's motorcycle. So Dee Dee took her to the hospital where she was treated for a minor knee scrape. She wasn't convinced that Gypsy was healed and believed that she would need multiple surgeries if Gypsy ever wanted to walk again. It was here that Dee Dee put Gypsy in a wheelchair in order to not aggravate her knee. Dee Dee also began to tell people that Gypsy had leukemia, epilepsy, and muscular dystrophy, and that she had to be in a wheelchair and needed a feeding tube to eat. That's super fucked up, man. Yeah. Um, the fact that she made this girl have a feeding tube. Crazy. Munchausen's by proxy is a bitch. I bet the first time she ever had a cheeseburger was like life changing. Wild. I Eric, bet she I feel like you need to so bad <laughs> after that. Shit her pants. I feel like you need to offer up a patty melt. Oh my god! One of my um, I don't want that murder and bitch <laughs> crazy, but like one of my uh, distant relatives named Dee Dee just sent me a friend request on Facebook. Like just fucking now. Is that not crazy? That's Ooh. super nuts. <laughs> Awkward. Um, anyway, so uh, there is a, a little bit of a list here um, of everything that Dee Dee told Gypsy Rose that she had. So I'm just going to go over this list. Um, epilepsy, vision impaired, hearing impaired, GI reflux, quadriplegia, anemia, hypoventilation, which is breathing that is too shallow or slow to meet the needs of the body, Asthma, various allergies, mild mental retardation. <laughs> that's not funny. <laughs> Leukemia. Incontinence. Girl, you might be retarded. <laughs> Jesus. Incontinence, lung disease, and a heart murmur. So the photo of her medicine was closet. That, was that just like the cherry on the top of the fucked up like cake that she's presenting this poor girl? I guess. I think the quadriplegia is crazy because... 
if she's a quadriplegic, then she's not she able to move, move any of her limbs. Yeah. So that's not really how that works. But, um, well, I mean, I mean, some people have sort of functioning. She's dealing with a child here. So she's just telling this poor child that, yeah, you're, you're like foobar, dude. You're fucked. You're fucked up beyond repair. Like, it's over. So the photo of her medicine closet is unsettling to say the least. Would she break out a fucking tackle box? Basically. (laughs) She's like, here, take you, take you yummy pills. Between the hour or between the years 2005 and 2014, Dee Dee brought Gypsy to the hospital over a hundred times. Mm. How much medical debt do you think? Uh, I'm pretty sure they're on <clears throat> like government assistance at this uh, point. Yeah, I would say there is some stipends coming through the mail. Let's yeah. put it that way. So, um, the dark and twisted truth was actually Gypsy Rose could walk. She didn't need a feeding tube. She didn't have cancer. And her head was only bald because Dee Dee shaved her head. Dee Dee Blanchard had what experts believe Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which made Dee Dee fake her daughter's illnesses in order to gain attention and sympathy from others for taking care of a sick child. Super fucked up and weird. Super fucking weird. Like... It's just like you want to be queen to the pity party. Yeah, literally. But you, just you, want, you don't I mean, want to do it yourself. You're like, I'm going to make my kid be fucked up. This yeah. is like the epitome of beyond like a pity party. This is like a pity festival. <laughs> it's it's Coachella for yeah. pity. It is a Coachella pity for Chella. pity. Pity Chella. Pity Roo. All right. Pity, pity, pity Roo. <laughs> so once the test. Where's Dave Matthews band? <laughs> Once the test, they have leukemia and they're quadriplegics. <laughs> Once the test started to give inconclusive or contradictory results, Dee Dee would simply stop going to that doctor and move on to another. Many caregivers went with what Dee Dee wanted them to do. She'd had some nursing knowledge, so she was able to give accurate descriptions of Gypsy's symptoms, and she even went as far as administering medication in order to mimic certain conditions. Dude, this is almost like an indictment on the healthcare system itself. (laughs) All these doctors and nurses and shit that are just like, well, I mean, this lady sounds like she knows what she's talking about. (laughs) She said she read the nursing book. I mean, she said... All the right symptoms. <laughs> I mean, who am I to do my job? <laughs> so, um, Dee Dee always appeared to be very devoted to Gypsy Rose. She was always the one advocating for her and relaying Gypsy's medical history. When, in reality, Dee Dee had instructed Gypsy to never volunteer any information at the appointments when Gypsy Rose was able to talk. Dee Dee told Gypsy's dad, Rod, that she had a chromosomal disorder that led her to having many health issues. She's he, uh, what we call in the industry half-baked. Half-baked. Is that what we call it? I mean, you know. What industry is that? The the Bunchhausen's a proxy industry. Okay. So, Rod, in turn, praised and complimented Dee Dee on how devoted she was to hit Gypsy Rose's care. Thank you for taking care of my inept child. Literally. But he's in child support, though. Mm. She wasn't in the womb long enough. I don't know what happened. (laughs) 
When Dee Dee and Gypsy's family began to question Gypsy's condition, Dee Dee packed them up and moved them to a town just outside of New Orleans into a rundown apartment that they could pay for with disability checks for Gypsy Rose. I called that shit. I said there were checks in the mail. Yep. So Dee Dee brought Gypsy to a children's hospital in New Orleans, claiming that in addition to Gypsy's chromosomal disorder and muscular dystrophy, she now had vision and hearing impairments, and she'd begun to suffer seizures. How do you fake the hearing impairment? Mm. You just don't listen? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, she probably instructed her to... You know, give false answers or whatever, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, if she can't hear, how could she hear the, the, <laughs> the instructions? Tones, right? Like, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm a little mind-fucked by this whole thing. So, um, doctors ran tests and they came out negative, but they still prescribed her anti-seizure medications and a general pain medication for Gypsy. I feel like that will not end up well. Yeah, it never does. So, Dee Dee claimed to be a victim of Hurricane Katrina and received assistance to move from Louisiana to Aurora, Missouri in 2005, which, sidebar, is the name of my new cat. <laughs> Not Missouri, but Aurora. Um, going to be like, that's an interesting cat name. <laughs> You're Aurora, Missouri. So, this is Missouri. Um, <laughs> Gypsy's doctor's appointments continued there, and Dee Dee used the hurricane as an excuse for the missing medical records. They were quite the small-town celebs in Missouri, supporting the right for the sick and disabled. In 2008, Gypsy and Dee Dee moved to Springfield, Missouri, into a brand-new home built by Habitat for Humanity. It was painted pink, and it had a wheelchair ramp for Gypsy. They also received... That she did not need. No. They also received benefits that included charity-sponsored Miranda Lambert concert tickets and backstage passes and Disney World tickets. So this was the long con. She's like, I'm going to Miranda Lambert tickets. <laughs> I'm going to sacrifice my child's well-being for concert tickets and Disney rides. True. So, she also collected fraudulent donations from Ronald McDonald House, as well as the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Dee Dee was soaking up all of this attention that she was given for being such a devoted caretaker. What a cunt. On her 18th birthday, Gypsy's dad, Rod, in Louisiana, called Dee Dee to wish Gypsy a happy 18th birthday, and Dee Dee told him, Oh, don't tell her she's 18. And he's yeah, this like... This shit's fucked up right here, dude. And so he's like, why? It's her 18th birthday, and she's bound to know that she's 18. And so Dee Dee says, no, 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 and was very odd about him wishing her a happy 18th birthday. So Dee Dee and Gypsy began to gain recognition from various doctors nationwide, including one from Springfield named Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. That doesn't sound like a fake name off the internet at all. Flasterstein. That's like the dude you meet behind the, the Home <laughs> Depot to buy weed from. Literally. Yeah, this is Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein. He's got some very good uh, high-grade homegrown marijuana. Medical grade. So, um, Dr. Bernardo Flasterstein, he reached out to Dee Dee and offered to see Gypsy at his clinic. 
While Gypsy was under Dr. Flasternstein's care, he realized that Gypsy didn't, in fact, have muscular dystrophy, nor any of the other diseases that Dee Dee claimed that she had. He told Dee Dee that she, he didn't see any reason as to why she wasn't able to walk. Dee Dee brushed him off and his suspicions grew until he finally decided to reach out to doctors down in New Orleans. Despite Dee Dee's claims that the hurricane washed away all of Gypsy's records, Dr. Flasterstein was able to find doctors whose records had survived. Once he spoke with them, it further confirmed that Gypsy Rose was a healthy child. Dude, I'm shocked she didn't go like, oh my God, Jesus healed my child. <laughs> She's a miracle. Yeah, right? Like, dude, I straight up fucking... At that point, the jig is up. It's over. Yeah. Fucking lean hard into God and Jesus and be like, she, the miracle of the Lord healed her. <laughs> but not if you're Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, so once Dr. Flosterstein uh, spoke with them, um, he began to suspect that Dee Dee was the one who was sick. And he suspected that she may have that Munchausen syndrome by proxy. As Gypsy got older... Dee Dee started lying about her age. In 2010, Dee Dee was telling people that Gypsy was 14, but she was actually 19. She even went as far as to alter the dates on Gypsy's birth certificate in order to go along with this charade. But Gypsy was becoming harder and harder for Dee Dee to control. Well, she had to keep her under the age of 18 to get the fucking money coming she in. Sure did. And the sympathy and all yeah. the other shit. Because, I mean... You go from this weird thing where it's like, oh, this is a sick child. Pity me. to, Oh, this is a sick adult. Well, stick them in an institution or something, yeah. which is kind of fucked up. But, I mean, that, that happens every day in this country. It do. So, in 2011, Gypsy made her first known attempt at escaping Dee Dee by running away with a man that she had met at the science fiction convention called Vision Con. She told him about what was happening at home, and he told her to pack her things and that she could come live with him. Did she dress up as a Dalek from Doctor Who? I think she was dressed up as Cinderella, actually. That's a shame. She should have went dressed up as a Dalek. At least she was in the in the um, in the movie, the show that they had on Hulu. I can't remember what it was called. Mother Dearest. No, it was no, a different was... one. This was the one with um, Millie Bobby Brown, I think, or no, not her. Uh, I don't know. People. Dude, she should have dressed up like this. Hold on, let me pull it up. If if you don't know what a Dalek is from Doctor the Who. Act. The act. Yeah. Sorry. I can't yeah. see that, friend. Oh, it looks like that guy from Star Wars. You know, the what? one that's like R2-D2. No, that does not look like R2-D2. Show that. It does from here. To <laughs> it yes, it does look like R2-D2. Who is that? That's a Dalek from Doctor Who. It looks like R2-D2, and I stand by that. Mm. Even close up. I never watched Doctor Who, so. Well, for the for the five nerds that have that listen to this show, <laughs> you'll get it. So <laughs> Sorry to derail the show yeah. for that. Anyways, moving swiftly along. Um, so, D, uh, Gypsy snuck out of her hotel room that night and hitched a ride with a stranger. What did she do? Skitch the car? Like grab onto it in her wheelchair and like let it drag her? Who knows? I'm just I'm just considering like the person who saw this girl in the way that she looked and actually was like, you know what? 
Let's pick this one up. Yeah, I'd hit that. Let's get <laughs> Distasteful. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely distasteful. <laughs> I mean, nerds at a sci-fi convention, dude. Like True. So it's like, I've um, never seen a woman before. I swear. So, um... Dee Dee was actually able to track them down via mutual friends within about four hours. She managed to convince the man that Gypsy was underage, even though she was 19 at the time. According to Gypsy, Dee Dee smashed her computer with a hammer and strapped her to the bed when they got home. Dee Dee threatened Ugh. that if Gypsy tried anything like that again, that she would smash her fingers with a hammer next. She also stated that Dee Dee would sometimes hit her and deny her food. After the escape attempt, Dee Dee managed to convince an attorney to draw up papers saying that Gypsy was incompetent so that if she ever tried to escape again, Dee Dee would have these as proof that Gypsy had mental disabilities and couldn't make decisions for herself. I imagine that's similar to like what they had with Britney Spears. like the Yeah, the conservatory shit. Yeah. Um, Except Britney's just nuts. She's fine. She's She's, sure. she's fine. I mean, when she's not moonlighting as a hibachi chef on Instagram. Is that what she's doing these days? I mean, have you not seen the knife video? No. Oh, remind me to show you that after this. I'll remind you. I won't because I'll forget. But okay. I'll remind me to remind you, okay? Okay, I will. Okay. So, one night, Gypsy managed to escape her home again. She showed up at her neighbor's house, standing on her own two feet begging for them to take her to the hospital. Dee Dee was able to intervene and explain the whole thing away. Something that she had perfected over the years. In fact, any time that Gypsy would become defiant and try to say that she was anything but a disease-riddled child, Dee Dee would say that Gypsy's mind was hindered by disease. Gypsy was able to make it back online, risking Dee Dee finding out and smashing her fingers with a hammer, and joined a Christian dating site where she hoped to meet a man that would save her. Finally, insert a man named Nicholas Godajohn. And this is where she shit gets real. Her, she just gives her family computer aids. She just went on LimeWire and downloaded a bunch of fucking That was music. me. <laughs> She's literally on Christian fucking mingle out here. Uh, dude, and this poor guy. Yeah. Uh, no uh, okay so i don't know about that he, no he's a very unfortunate looking human being it's not his face that's the problem have you know what let's just continue well no what i'm saying is like this man has the weakest chin i've ever seen it's recessed back ah. underneath his fucking <laughs> like top gypsy liked him well you know all I know is he's got one hell of a beard covering it up in prison right now. Do he do? So in 2012, when Jitsi was about 21 years old, she met 23-year-old Nicholas, who lived in Wisconsin. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure at a McDonald's. Uh, that guy knows how to party. So he was caught watching porn and fondling himself for nine hours. He was just trying to make some McFlurries, man. The ice cream machine, brother. Was done. Brother trucker, come on now. <laughs> no, I can never eat a McFlurry without thinking of that shit. Fuck, dude. I'm unbothered. I love McFlurries. He's the one solely responsible for the McChickens. Oh. <laughs> all, the, all the fucking extra mayonnaise they glob on the fucking McChicken. Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's not fucking, it's not mayonnaise. Um, so, he also has criminal charges for... 
Um, no, he doesn't have criminal charges. Just the just the fondling. Um, plus a ment- history of mental illness. More to come on that. The two began a relationship just four days after starting their correspondence. That was literally me with my RuneScape friends when I was like 12. Mm. And be like, do you want to be my boyfriend? They'd be like, yeah. I, I never would have pegged you as a RuneScape person. Oh, I was a fucking RuneScape person. Okay. My username was the spicy gal. Stands strong to this fucking day. <laughs> it's accurate. Yeah. I get really into like. Eric, you won't know about this, but Coke had their own, like, website that you could get on and, like, decorate your person and stuff like that. Like, so mom was, like, the devil. Oh, mm-hmm. you also got really... She got into World of Warcraft, oh, and then I she got it. me into World of Warcraft. We're enemies. Sorry. Sworn enemies. Sorry. Anyway. For the horde. For the horde. Uh, Just saying. Whatever that means. Um, You know, live, laugh, wood kidding. Um... <laughs> Okay. That's the RuneScape motto. Um, so a few months later, Nicholas and Gypsy planned for him to come to Springfield to visit her. While Dee Dee was on a rare solo outing, Gypsy and Nicholas had sex. It was after this that the two began to plan Dee Dee's murder. Damn, that's all it took. They're like, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I can't say it. Yeah, he say was it. coochie whipped, okay? He was. He was coochie whipped. Anyways, in the HBO doc, Mommy, Dead and Dearest, Gypsy explains that her relationship with Nicholas quickly became sexual in nature. He wanted to explore BDSM, sexual video calls. Yeah, because all he does is watch porn for nine hours a day in a McDonald's. And fondle. He gets that Wi-Fi from the Mickey D's. (laughs) Yeah. And puts it to good use. He wanted to send nudes. Um, Gypsy posted on Facebook... I am embracing my role and duties. I am learning more about myself. I am confident and fulfilled. I live and breathe to serve my master. Which is fucking cringe. Yeah, but how much cringe shit did you post at 21? Um, well, none. Let's say this. I didn't how- post that I was serving my fucking master on uh, Facebook. Yeah, that, <laughs> well, let, let's put it like this. Maybe I don't a little know Wayne song. She's like... 21 at this time she's probably like 18 so i don't you're younger than us so i don't know if you did the myspace shit at all i wasn't allowed mm. i was literally 12 there was a lot of cringe shit on myspace back in the there's day. definitely some cringe shit on my facebook from when i was like you know 12 13 but like dude i'll see my memories and i'm like why that's did a little i post much. that I do True. delete True. you can delete those yeah Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I, just let, I just let them come up and remind me of, like, where I came from. So they would they would post shit like this all the time on Facebook. And uh, per Sam's words when she wrote these notes, seeing them gave her the biggest ick ever. <laughs> so Nicholas's ex... It's like met- she's here right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We feel your presence, Sam. Nicholas's ex messaged Gypsy at one point and told her that Nicholas was a bad guy. He thinks he's a vampire and he's into the Dom sub life. She just simply thought, oh, this is an ex. She's just bad mouthing him. Nicholas tells her that he has more than one personality existing inside him and that he would like his personalities to have girlfriends to match. So Gypsy had to come up with a personality to be with each of his. So she posted statuses and photos as different characters. There was Kitty, who was a little girl. Fucking disgusting. Mm. K 
Candy, who was her slutty side, and Ruby, the evil vixen. They were meant to compliment Nicholas's it's like personal. He's got the whole strip club on lockdown. Yeah, literally. They were meant to compliment Nicholas's multiple personality disorder. Almost all of Gypsy and Nicholas's relationship was an online role play. She would chat and share photos with him all while Dee Dee slept. So she told him all about Dee Dee and what she had been doing to Gypsy for her entire life. She told Nicholas that she was desperate to escape her controlling household. The plan was always hypothetical until Gypsy became even more desperate to leave. She finally asked Nicholas to kill Dee Dee so that they could be together. Note that that she asked him to do that. True, but he's also like a perv pedo. But that doesn't just because she asked him. I'm just saying doesn't make him just, just make a note of that a saint. I'm not saying he's a saint. I'm saying he's like mentally deficient and full of the tism. Yeah, true. Not everyone with the tism commits murders, though. Mm, not everybody with the tism stabs somebody 17 times. Well, I mean. Or fondles themselves in a McDonald's. Or makes their girlfriends come up with alter egos that I are little like, girls. Hold on, I have thoughts after this. I have thoughts. I have, she had I, have th- I have some thoughts too. Put a pin so, in it. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So <laughs> in June of 2015, Nicholas came to their home and stabbed Dee Dee 17 times while Gypsy was in the bathroom with her ears covered. When Dee Dee's body was discovered with Gypsy nowhere in sight, the community descended into chaos. They thought there was no way that Gypsy could survive on her own. Or even worse, what if whoever killed Dee Dee kidnapped Gypsy? A manhunt ensued to find Gypsy and everyone was able to breathe a sigh of relief when she was found just days later. Turns out Gypsy and Nicholas went to their home and his home in Wisconsin, where they were eventually found by police. But to everyone's surprise, police did not find a frail, disabled, cancer-ridden kid. They found a strong young woman who could walk and talk. Immediately, the public had questions about Dee Dee and Gypsy Rose. No fucking shit. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? How did G- Gypsy's condition improve so quickly? Was she ever really sick? The most burning question of all was, had Gypsy been involved in the murder of her mother? Gypsy had posted on hers and Dee Dee's joint Facebook account twice since the murder. One of the posts being, that bitch is dead. FYI, this is uh, still up to this day if you ever go on Dee Dee Blanchard's Facebook. Just so you know. Um, She told authorities she did that because she wanted her body to be discovered. After Dee Dee's murder, many people came forward and asked Gypsy why she had to go as far as killing her. She was able to walk, so she simply could have stood up out of the wheelchair and exposed Dee Dee's lies. But Gypsy had been conditioned so well to think that no one would believe her if she did get up out of the wheelchair. She said, I couldn't just jump up out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. Gypsy had spent her entire life being controlled and was kept under observation by her mother. She wasn't allowed to go to school. Dee Dee told Gypsy, um, everyone, that Gypsy had the mental age of seven, even though she had normal intelligence levels. She'd even taught herself how to read. I would say she's got hyper intelligence levels. Yeah, she seems pretty smart. Um, Yes. 
When they were out in public, Dee Dee would always hold Gypsy's hand and squeeze it when she wanted her to keep quiet. The sympathy that followed Dee Dee everywhere had shifted to Gypsy once the whole ugly truth came out about the horrendous life that Gypsy led. Many were enraged at how someone could treat a child like that. They were also stunned to know that Gypsy was in her 20s. Dr. Mark Feldman, an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy, said the control was totally in the same sense that the control of a kidnapped victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage, and I think we can understand the crime that occurred subsequently in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. Gypsy's medical records were proof enough of the abuse that she'd been subjected to. Her lawyer was able to arrange a plea deal for the murder of her mother. In 2016, Gypsy pled guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 10 years in prison and served 85% of her sentence before she was released on December 28, 2023. Nicholas Godijon was found guilty of first-degree murder in 2018 and was sentenced to life in prison. Gypsy said that it was only after Dee Dee's death that she finally realized the extent of her mother's deceitfulness. While Gypsy knew that she could walk and eat regular food, she truly believed that she had leukemia. Today, Gypsy is happy, healthy, and out of prison. She said that she enjoyed more freedom in prison than in her life with her mother. Dr. Phil asked her if she was glad that her mother was dead. She said, I'm glad that I'm out of that situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. Now on to the burning questions. How did Gypsy Rose Blanchard meet her husband, Ryan Scott Anderson? She, he sent her a letter in 2020, thanks to a coworker. His coworker wanted to write to Joe Exotic, and he said, I'll tell you what, if you write him, I'll write Gypsy Rose Blanchard. He went on to tell People Magazine, I had watched her documentary, Mommy, Dead, and Dearest, like three years before that. And then the act had come out, and I had never watched the act, but I remember my friends talking about it and was like, I'll watch the documentary again. So it was kind of fresh in my mind. Ryan said that he never expected to hear back from Gypsy, but by May of 2020, they were regularly corresponding. About a, a year after they started writing letters, the two met for the first time. Gypsy told People Magazine, we met in 2020 when the pandemic was really, really strong, and I had a lot of emotional ups and downs because of COVID. Unfortunately, it put the prison in a position to where it restricted our freedom even more. So Ryan has seen me through some really good times, some really hard times. I would say that he is probably the most compassionate soul that I've ever met and the most patient God knows he's so patient with me because I could be a little bit of a lot to handle. I could be a handful. I am an emotional handful. Gypsy and Ryan obtained a marriage license in Chillicothe, Missouri on June 27, 2022. A month later, on July 21, 2022, the two got married in a small prison ceremony with no guests. Gypsy says they plan on having a redo of the ceremony with their friends and families. On December 28th of 2023, Ryan picked her up from prison and the two now live happily ever after. Gypsy also told people, I know the home that I'm going home to is with my husband and I'm going to have a really supportive family dynamic. And I think that's what I've been missing the whole time. There's a three part series on Gypsy Road com Rose coming out on January 5th, 2024 called The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And you better believe that I am watching that when it comes out. Well, so she's been working the media circuit. 
real fucking hard. Did you see the D comment? Yeah, I, I sent that in the chat. So she's been catching some shit here on social media lately, um, mainly about her husband. Yeah. Now, her husband looks like... Her mom. Her mom. Like, eerily fucking similar looking. Like... Which I guess, like, kind of makes sense. fucking spooky. It makes sense, uh, He also has the fashion sense of Peter Griffin. Um... <laughs> He kind of looks like Peter Griffin. He kind of looks like Peter Griffin. Now, I don't know. Do you want to read the the Instagram comment that she posted? I would be honored to read the Instagram comment okay. that she posted. So okay, let me go back to it. So um, I guess somebody was shitting on him, um, and Gypsy commented publicly on Ryan, her husband's Instagram, and says. <laughs> This is great. <laughs> Says, Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not owe anyone anything. Our family is who matters. If you get likes and good comments, great. If you get hate, then whatever, because they don't matter. In, in all capital letters. Yeah. I love you. Besides, they jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Fire emoji. Happy life. No, happy wife. Happy life. So she's getting dicked down now. She's on the outside. No more pink tacos for Gypsy. Oh, my God. She said what she said, you know? Like, pop off this, I guess. I mean, I get it, but... Pop off. So here's my thing, right? I find her a master of manipulation. After watching a lot of her interviews after she was released, because I don't really... I didn't really get into this story. It's not my flavor of true crime. It... Do you think maybe she felt like as a defensive mechanism that she had to? I think she has learned. The apple does not fall far. Yes. Okay. I think she has learned to be a master manipulator. And she used that uh, kid as a fucking scapegoat. He was mentally not 100% there. Fucking clearly. But he would have ended up in prison for some other fucking reason. Which is besides the point. But but the fact that she dropped him like a bad fucking habit after this kid killed her mom for her because she was too chicken shit to do it herself. I don't know. I just don't have any sympathy for him. I don't have any any sympathy for either one of them. Because he was already fucked up. Like, yeah. But what I'm saying is like, I guess I have a little bit of sympathy for him because maybe far stretching over here maybe giving it a chance he probably would have turned out a little bit better not worse but all I'm saying is, road. is this dude probably has never gotten a piece of pussy in his life right never. true and she used that to she her threw fucking him some pussy. She and he threw said, him some I will pussy. do whatever you ask me to do. Like, true. Yes. So who really was the master? She let him think that he was <laughs> exactly. That was my that was my point. It, it, it's like Machiavellian shit with her. Because anytime they bring anytime anybody brings him up, she's like, I don't really feel like talking about yeah, that. Yeah, she really won't like she won't. Mm-mm. No, because she knows that she, she did him dirty. Well, uh, no shit. I mean, she fucking sold him up the river. Oh, yeah. She got what she wanted out of him, and then she's done with him, and he's stuck in prison for the rest of his life. To be fair to her, like, yes, like, that is fucked up, 
But like when you're in a situation like that where you feel like you have no fucking option, like, you know, she also had had shit like I do see the side of like she had to look out for herself and she had to figure some shit out to get out I of this. I see it as like a fight or flight. Yeah. Like she, oh, that's she, kind of what I'm trying to say. Yeah. She was in a fight she or flight. She didn't know what else to then do. Then you pick up a claw hammer and you fucking bash <laughs> Whack her, her goddamn no, brains in. At one point you Let me do it in my Dr. Phil voice. She. <laughs> do it. What, how does it go with the cats? What's the one? <laughs> Let me in, you dumb whore. <laughs> yeah. Let me in, you dumb whore. I'm going to whack you with a claw hammer. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, we'll have to show it to you later. It's, There's like somebody doing an AI voice of Dr. Phil. Oh, but it's like, that's funny. It's lit. It's like a cat outside the door when you we, lock him out. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if your cats do that. Uh, yeah, Chakra will actually lose his whole ass mind. And we don't know about Aurora yet. Because well, we'll find out. She's brand new. Salem and Ripley and Lucy all lose their shit when we show, shut our door. Ripley, not so much, but the other two, Absolutely. they will throw themselves at the door. <laughs> like Salem just sits in front of the door and cries. They're, we're all they have. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Mommy and Daddy but, sometimes got to get something in and get oh some fire dicking. Oh, my God. And yeah. Salem is the biggest cock block if there is ever one he's yeah, like it's... i'm just gonna sit out your door and cry <laughs> no it's like it's <laughs> it's very pathetic it's better killer feelings are just hurt but yeah i mean my whole take on this gypsy rose blanchard situation like so a little bit more context on what happens after she gets out because sam wrote these notes like a couple weeks ago a lot has happened since then um the biggest one is she was she found out Taylor Swift was going to be at a fucking Kansas City game. And she was going to go to the Kansas City game. And they told her she had to leave the state for security reasons. Yeah. So she's not even allowed in Missouri anymore. Um, she can't even see Taylor. Yeah. She was super fucking bummed. But now she's going to New York. Yeah. She's doing all this other shit. She's going on all these shows to be interviewed. She's Let's living check an out her, um, influencer lifestyle, dude. The latest and greatest from Gypsy Rose. She just uh, put a full video out on Instagram about Munchausen syndrome by proxy. She is going to be. She is. So just how her mom used her. She's using this. She's using this to make money. I mean, to be and fair, I feel like she kind of fucking earned it. I I just don't feel like you should be able to profit from a murder. Oh, true. I, I, you know, it sucks because I do, I do kind of desensitize like, myself to, like, this specifically like Dee Dee Blanchard's murder because, like, I have to also remember like somebody did lose their life, but and and I feel like that the the, the way whole that they, thing sucks. The way that a lot of people are just standing this girl, like, at the at I the end of the day, she orchestrated her own mother's murder. Now, her mother is a monstrous piece of shit. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you you orchestrated someone's life to be taken. Very true. And I, I just feel like that's pretty fucked that you're now using that. But then you have to a, see the other end of it where she was put in a situation where she felt. She was literally she, born into this okay, and that's had no, fine. Like, didn't feel like she had another then choice. Go, exactly. Then get out of fucking jail and go live in fucking solitude and exile. But she like don't you yeah, don't like, use your mother's murder that you orchestrated as a springboard for fame. 
Well, I think even if she even if she wasn't using it as springboard fame, I think people would drag yeah. her into it because they're going to want to know what happened. Yeah, but go go live. Go live why does she not? Like why does she not get to live her life just because people are gonna make well, her famous? No, live, live your life. She doesn't need to go live off grid. I mean, there's nothing. No, that, that, oh, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is like maybe not lean so much into like, yeah, I killed my mom because she was a piece of shit. Okay, so Casey Anthony Follow is a my prime example. I mean. As well, Casey as, Anthony's a certified piece of shit. When but, she got out, but guess what? When she got out of jail, she disappeared. Yeah. Well, she every now and then she'll throw a drink on a girl in Florida or something. Well, Did but, she do but, that? Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, she, she she got pissed drunk in a bar and threw a drink on somebody in Florida. But okay, well, that's that's the extent you're gonna hear. But she yeah, it was actually me during my train wreck of a Miami birthday trip. Yikes! The icing on the cake, you know. I mean, at least you got that going for you. <laughs> like, Casey Anthony threw a drink in my face. <laughs> that's actually a pretty cool story, uh, no, dude. No, I'd be a fucking ass if I I mean, that's her. that's better than I went to Florida and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. I went to Florida and all I got was a story that aliens were there at the same time and I fucking missed it. Dude, I, I was so mad. I was it. like, oh, I saw the post about the, the eight to ten foot aliens at the Miami Mall. And I was like, oh, my God, we have a person in the street. <laughs> we got We've a man got in the street. inside source. <laughs> Damn, what, what a fucking podcast episode that would have been. Oh, my Fuck. God. And Sorry. Fucked it I let up. you all down. <laughs> it's fine. But all right. So you've heard my take on Gypsy Rose. I think she's also a man, master manipulator that is using her mother's death as a way to like springboard herself into stardom and f- internet infamy. Um, but what do you guys think? Let's hear the thoughts, the comments. I want to hear them. Are you asking us? Or well, them? I was asking you two. Oh, but... I, that's what I thought. But Oh, I thought we were asking the listeners. I want to hear their thoughts too. I'm sure well, they're going to be like, I mean, what are your thoughts? Peri- well, okay. Well, I mean, we've kind of voiced it, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, I feel Final like thoughts. I feel like that she was put into a situation where her mind is even though her mom was like, Oh, well your mind's only like a fourteen year old and you know, but you're like twenty one, she still was thinking in a like very like linear way of like, uh, you fucked me over, so I'm gonna fuck you over kind of way. Like yeah. not like like That's she, a big way to fuck somebody over. Well, I'm just saying she felt she felt like she had no other way out. Yeah. Her mom was her if you really look at it like her mom was her caregiver I mean, and there was a hundred different ways out. She could have just stood up at the fucking doctor's office. But when you're in that situation. When you're a child and and like somebody is taking care of you and you also think that you might be sick and they're their only advocate that if you like let's say she left and she was actually legitimately like sick and had leukemia and had all these issues if she left and then like who's gonna take care of her? Who's gonna take care of me? I would just some random fuckery. But also take care she's of not gonna get taken care of by killing her. No. But my I think my take on it, like and my then why run to fucking Wisconsin of all goddamn places. <laughs> so my final take, I I don't feel bad for Nicholas. Go to John. Um I don't simply I don't because feel bad for it. he fucking I feel like he, he was used. He was used, fine. But like he also had other issues that would have cultivated into 
other shit. And like he also did the the act. <laughs> Play on words from the fucking Hulu series, not on purpose, but he did the act of the slaying. So like, you know, I don't feel slay, bad for him. Queen, and um, you know, Gypsy, like I have a little bit more of a soft spot for only because I truly like don't think that she thought that she had another fucking option. Like, I don't think that she put two and two together that she could actually get out of this without doing something totally extreme. And like, at the end of the day, like now that she's out, I do think that she deserves to have a little bit of freedom and have a normal fucking life for once, which she's not going to get because now she's famous as fuck. She doesn't want a normal life. She wants to be famous. She wants to be famous. She has parlayed this into me too, girl. I mean, that's why we do this show. So, <laughs> Same, Gypsy. We're just we're just kind of doing our own thing. Gypsy, if you're listening, I do really good makeup. So if you need a makeup artist, just let me know, girl. Mm. Well, on that <laughs> note, folks, uh, this has been Creeps in the Crypt. As always, we love you guys. And Christian, if you do the voodoo that you do. We appreciate you guys so much. And thank you for listening. We are sad to not have Sam again on this episode, but we understand things happen. This is the crypt. We're all hopefully she's back soon. Yes. Um I I don't know how long she'll be gone. We do like the gruesome foursome that it happens here, but yeah. it happens. Um Sambolina. Yes. But it's hopefully she's back soon. She will still be doing the notes and research on the show. So she's taking more of like an administrative backseat role for the, the show. And we love her for that. Uh yes, because that takes a lot off of my plate also. Yes. So um, but yeah. if you guys would like to leave your thoughts and comments about how you feel, um, we would love to hear them. Um, make sure you guys are hitting us up on Instagram at Creeps in the Crypt. And make sure you guys are following us on TikTok at Creeps in the Crypt Pod. And uh, we always share on Facebook and we always answer every message. We also have a couple of free spots that are open for, what, the summer? Uh, just ne- this year in general okay this year in general so if you guys have anything that you want us to cover or if you have any ideas we'd love to hear them i'm always down for a cryptid so if you find a cryptid that i like please send it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and we love you guys so much and thank you so much and make sure you guys are downloading and following the show all right well until next week guys stay creepy and stay spooky stay strange and as sam would say stay safe everyone (laughs)